0: This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door and you get hundred nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwok Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Christmas Shoezy, not cancel Sweezy, if you have like you've probably expected. You know, you're listening to Christmas Sweezy, the, the one time of the year Uh, where I don't get canceled. I get Christmased. And, uh, that's how, that's what What? happens. Uh, yep, I bet you're wondering how that works. Anyways, though, we got a great show for you today. Uh, I'm Schweezy, better known to you and your moms as the Foreplay King. What is up? Welcome to another best episode ever. It's the Christmas season. This is the best season of, uh, Christmas Schweezy or the other name, cancel Schweiz. It could be one of the two, but it's one of those. It's the most wonderful time of the year from the top. Make it drop. That's a wet ass. Pussy the bells, jingle belling. Everyone telling you'll be a good cheer. We got the gay. We donned our gay apparel. Uh, so um, come
1: on, Mark. Don't be stingy.
0: So yeah, no, the gay apparel has been donned. Nothing to worry about there. But uh, for the rest of you, welcome to the welcome to the show today. Got to tell you, probably gonna be our best episode ever. I, I can't imagine we've made a better episode than the one we're about to make today. So, uh, uh, call an ambulance, but not for me. Uh, actually, I actually don't know if that sound drops any good. I just I've just seen the meme. Call an ambulance, but not for me. Welcome to the show, Kansas Shweezy, uh, the only podcast that knows Santa comes. He comes once a year. And that's on Christmas, uh, Christmas, Chris, Christmas Day. I like that. So, so welcome to the show today. Uh, if you like Christmas music, then you can check out my cover of "Last Christmas" uh, off of Never Nude Records. Grandma got run over by a tour van, which is out now wherever you stream music: uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Title. Uh, Amazon, wherever you get your music at, uh, you can find, uh, at least you can Google, you can look through Sweezy and find Last Christmas, uh, you can find the whole compilation all together, support some other great artists uh, uh, from around, from around, uh, I don't want to say the world, but, but around, I think is going to be the best term to say, the, the best bands around, Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't do that there. So definitely go check that out. Never dude records, uh, part of their compilation album. Grandma got run over by a tour van. You have me, you have ghost town remedy. Um, those are the only bands I can think of that are, that are on this compilation. Uh, Everdeens, I remember them. Uh, dad hats, dad hats on, dad hats on that album. I think they are. Thought I, I thought I saw them on there. A bunch of other bands too. So definitely, definitely don't be stingy the Walmart, there. Don't be stingy. Uh, and get, go check that out. Uh, a band I've been playing with, and I just recently recorded, released a new single. Stonehouse, the band Stonehouse, all one word. Uh, released their first single, "American Honey," out now. I recorded it, so it actually does sound good. Uh, I would I would say otherwise if it didn't sound good. But I recorded it, therefore uh, it has to sound it has to sound good. I
1: identify as a so
0: definitely go check that out. They just released it on Saturday, so you're definitely gonna to want to check that out because it's a shweezy production. And anything that's a shweezy production, therefore means you have to go check that out. Uh, for more information on music and podcasts and whatever I release, anything, uh, go check me out on social media at the Schwiezy Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, wherever you use social media, you can you can definitely go check that out there. Uh, every Thursday, I've been streaming. I I just finished the main story in. Pokemon Legends Arceus, not Legends Arceus, Jesus, uh, Pokemon Violet, and uh, so I'm probably going to do some post-game stuff, I'm going to see all the all the post-games, uh, maybe do some decks finishing on stream, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun to be had, so much to do, so much to see, uh, so what's wrong with taking the back streets, you know? I like that. Um... Uh, so definitely go check that out as well. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect it to your Twitch Prime account uh, to subscribed subscribe to me over on there. So uh, over on uh, Twitch, uh, following anyone's free. So you're definitely you definitely better be you better be doing that. you like a woman, a real woman, or else. Uh, yeah, you better be following me over there because that's free. No nothing. No credit card required. However, if you want to subscribe to someone, that's the best way to financially support someone We're on Twitch. Uh, it's typically around $5, but if you have an Amazon Prime account already, connect it to your uh, Twitch. You get a Twitch Prime, Get subscribe to someone once a month, uh, and uh, why not make it your good old daddy? That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. And, uh, yeah, and that's basically also taking $5 away from Jeff Bezos. So 100% I will tell you right now. Uh Best thing you can do is definitely go over there and uh, uh, cheat the system. Cheat the system over on Amazon. Uh, If you do want to financially help support us uh, in the best way possible, we have a Patreon page. It's a great way to say they can be your friend. It's basically a tip jar right now. But uh, we always love it. We always thank you. And uh, I, I always call it the Golden Girls uh, because it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Travel down this road and back again. If is true, you're a pal and a confidant, but remember all the free shit you can do. If you're an audio listener, which a majority of you are who listen to this, make sure you're going over to our YouTube page and make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. We're trying to build up our audience over there. Uh, and also building up our audience, you know, we also post our highlights of the episode too. That way, if you, instead of just, you know, uh, telling your friend to listen to the audio at a specific point, you can just sh- send them that clip. They can watch it. Uh, I know some people like to drive and listen to podcasts, which that's not good for a video format. Uh, but if you're um, but if you like put it on your TV, the podcast on the TV is just like from iTunes or whatever. Uh, you know why not why not use the YouTube video? Help us build up our audience over there. Uh, but if you are an audio listener, make sure you leave us a review and give us a five, four, three, two. Or one star rating. That way, uh, we get uh, apples and other podcasting services attention uh, to say, "Hey, look at me." But also, if I'm, I'm I should be like everywhere podcasts are. I forget forget this on the audio side. I forget this all the time. But if I'm on not on a specific service that you like to use and we need to be on that audio platform. I've been doing this for like a couple, like a while now, like a good solid long while now. So I assume that I've gotten it everywhere. I know um, uh, there's one podcasting app. I always like people like Overcast, I think it is. Everyone loves listening over there. Uh, Spotify, I always like make sure we're on Spotify and iTunes is not hard to get on. Uh, And then everyone else, sometimes just someone has like the most random, place they want to listen to a podcast on and so it's just like yeah well i think all we have to do is just uh throw our rss feed over there it's not it's not that big of a deal like we already pay for like the whatever, what are what we already have so uh everything else should be should go through our distribution so anyways though that's all the shit you can do uh come on mark don't be stingy yeah because th- that's honestly just don't be stingy folks that's that's the lesson today All right, let's jump into previous week right now. Uh, What is previous week right now? Uh, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, For those of you just like, I know what previous week right now is, but uh, explain it to us again. So just make sure everyone knows. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Um, Previous week right now is the news from the previous week. Uh, But it's not just every news out there. I can't go through all the news, folks. Uh, nor do I want to, because if you, if you really do that, it's sad. Uh, we don't, we don't like sad news over here. We're like to pretend the world isn't too bad most of the time. Uh, it's the Christmas season. Why I love the Christmas season is because everyone stops being an asshole. Be like, you know what? It's Christmas. Let's, it's time to be, you know what? It's the holidays. You know, I'm going to help you out. You know, people just want to help each other out, be good people. And, uh, yeah, that's why I love Christmas. That's why Christmas is the best holiday. My favorite holiday, at least, um, you know, a lot of women like Halloween. Um, that's a red flag. Um, but I also really like Halloween, too. So, uh, And it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Anyways, I've been rambling on enough. Let's just jump up. Nope, oh, sorry. Someone else is going to say it. Let, you know, as Phil DeFranco said. Let's just jump into it. Um, all right. We're here. Texas woman allegedly dumps 50 pounds of feces at police station. I feel like a woman, a real woman. That's, I meant to press. What? Uh, <laughs> I guess that works, that, that works too. That's from the New York Post, folks. Uh, someone is on this Texas woman's crap list. <laughs> uh, Mindy Jeanette Stevens, uh, age 46, the wife of an assistant fire chief, allegedly dumped about 50 pounds of human s I think they're mean human shit. In front of the Electra Police Department last week, KXAN reported, a police officer noticed a person making a suspicious deposit in front of the station on East Cleveland Avenue on Thursday, authorities said. He went outside to see what was going on and discovered three five-gallon buckets of what appeared to be human waste. An affidavit posted by Law and Crime states, the officer also saw a person clad in a hazmat suit and wearing a yellow mask, walking to an SUV with a trailer. He attempted to ask what they were doing. And a female stated that the buckets were human S dash human shit. Um, I don't know. If you're reading something, you don't need to censor it. That's just my mind. And she was dropping them off. She then got in the vehicle and drove off, the affidavit said. A police lieutenant reviewed the surveillance video and recognized Stephen's voice, officials said. Police Chief Terry Wooten then contacted City Administrator Steve Bolin about the mal- Mel... matter? Don't use that word. And noted that the woman is the wife of the assistant fire chief. <laughs> Uh, Bowen was also in a local firefighter, reportedly told Wooten that he would raise a stink with Stevens and order her to come pick up the buckets or she could face charges. But the woman refused to clean up her mess and said it was not her problem, the affidavit said. Stevens was then charged with misdemeanor illegally dumping over five pounds and under 500 pounds, 500 pounds, a violation of the Texas Health Safety Code. She was released Friday after posting a $2,000 bond. In 2022, Stevens was charged with aggravated assault after allegedly attacking a man with a set of keys. Last year, she reportedly pleaded guilty to the lesser charge of assault and served a sure stint behind bars. A motive for the recent Smelly episode was not known. Uh, so, she's married to the police chief. That's... I'm not the police chief. The fire chief? What do they call him? Um, what was it? Uh oh, Texas woman and she's assistant fire chief. Um, you know, usually firefighters are normal people. Um, and they're either normal or like, I would call it normal, weird, where it's like, yeah, they're normal, but in the weird way, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so that, so here's something I am going to, I'm going to make a, uh, hypothesis I uh, remember in school, hypothesis means a guess. Uh, I think. I think that's what I meant. I've been out of school for a minute. Um, but a hypothesis, like hypothesize, if I do this, then this. If she's, my hypothesis, if she's the kind of woman to dump five gallons, or was it five gallons of shit? No, okay, I'm gonna start this over. If this woman dumps 50 pounds of feces at the police station, That means she's the kind of woman who does great, who's great at sex. I'm saying like, it's just, she's just, it's like the, the crazy ones, you know, the ones you're like, I need to leave. I need to leave her. Like, it's not good for me to be around her, but then you keep coming back to her, you know, and there's a reason you keep going back to her because she is great in bed. Good pussy. Ladies, you'll ladies who have good pussy, know, but, uh, Ladies who don't know, uh, good pussy, you're you're born with good pussy, and and, uh, that's why you should always go for pretty good pussy. Great, uh, I think great pussy, like we're talking about here, that drives a woman crazy. Uh, A good dick, but a good dick will drive a woman crazy too. That's weird though, I never thought about that that way, like, you know, like a good dick will drive a woman crazy. But then a good vagina drives a woman crazy. Like just having it drives her crazy. I never thought about that. That's a lot of gender inequality right there. And then there's the non-binary people. We didn't even think about them. How's that? They them pussy. How's that work? Um. um so uh. So yeah. Um. What was I talking about then? Oh yeah. Um. This chick has to be good in bed. That's that's the that's one thing I would say. Um. Uh, I got I got I started thinking about dicks and I just I just lost it. Lost my memory for a second. Um lost my train of thought for a second. No, we uh Yeah, no, like the type of woman that's going to dump 50 pounds of shit in 3 5-gallon buckets. Like, it's one thing to just have that, but like she had to either work on that for a couple months, eat a lot of taco bell. There's a lot of questions I have going on here. Anyways, though, gender inequality, that's what we're talking about right now. A good good dick makes a woman go crazy, but but the woman who has a good vagina makes her go crazy, and it makes a man go stupid. That's what we learned from this woman. That's what we, well, that's what we learned. All right. Okay. This is from KCTV. If your dog died, prove it to us. Olive garden manager fired after time off rent. Uh, A Johnson County restaurant manager sent a harsh message to employees about taking time off and was subsequently fired. An Olive Garden Media Relations representative confirmed to KCTV5, a manager at the restaurant on 95th Street, sent the below message to staffers. Our call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. From now on, if you call off, you might as well go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you're sick, you need to come prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. If it's a family emergency in quotations uh, and you't can't say, can't say too bad, go work somewhere else. If you only want morning shifts, too bad, go work at the bank. If anyone from here on out calls out, on out calls out more than once already a spelling in the next 30 days you will not have a job do you know in my 11 and a half years at Darden how many days I called off zero I came in sick I got in a wreck literally on my way to on my to work one time airbags went off and my car was totaled but you know what I made it to work on time there are no more excuses us collectively as a management team have had enough. If you don't want to work here, don't. It's as simple as that. If you're here and want to work, then work. No more complain- <laughs> complaining complaining that's how it's, C-O-M-P-L-A-I-N-G-I-N-G about not being cut or not being able to leave early. You're in the restaurant business. Do you think I want to be here until midnight on Friday and Saturday? No, I'd much rather be at home with my husband and dog. Uh, going to the movies, or seeing family. I don't. I'm dedicating dedicated to being here, as should you. No more excuses or complaints. I hope you choose to continue to work here, and I think we, management, make it as easy as we can on y'all. Thank you for your time, and thank you to, who, to those who come in every day on time and work hard. I wish you there... I wish there were more like you Olive Garden manager manager message okay and then Olive Garden had to the corporate had to reply back the restaurant representative stated we strive to provide a strong and caring respectful work environment for our team members this message is not aligned with our company's values we can confirm we have parted ways with this manager I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, honest uh, from where I, I like that I really don't like that uh, but second I know for a fact working in fucking like retail, I've worked in like one, i worked at McDonald's for, that was the only restaurant I worked. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to work in restaurants. Um, and I'm going to tell you this right now. If they like that manager, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they like that manager, the manager's still there. They're going to say they parted ways, but that manager's still there. Like the manager could say the most racist, homophobic, like they could, they could make, they could say shit so bad, they could they could pull a Kanye and just make Alex Jones go, like, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, and shit like that. Like, they could say that. Like, th- that person's still going to be there. If they, the only way you get into management positions like that is, like, you don't have friends. Like, you're not the kind of person who has friends. And uh, you lick assholes. That's what you do. You lick management assholes. That's how you move up in corporate worlds for the most part. I know a lot of friends are like, yeah, I worked hard. I'm like, yeah, you work at a normal place. Let's just point out. If you work at a normal place, you don't have to do that. If you work uh, at most places, there's most places and normal places. Hard to find a normal place. Uh, very easy to find a uh, a, a general a good. It's hard to find a good place. It's hard to find a normal place. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. You know? Can you? You know what I'm trying to say? There's good. There's good places. That's where you work. Where you're like I just. You know I just did my job well, and they they you know gave me a promotion. Uh, that's called a good place, and that's why they're a good business. Uh, then you have places like. Olive Garden, and I bet you can't find that many people who've been there for long. It's always in like management or whatever because they make people quit and stuff like that. And like this shit, like this, like I'm, I was not the kind, I've never been the kind of person who'd like call out unless I really needed to. And that's it. And you know, this is Olive Garden. If you told me, if I don't know, if, if I would say this, if you went up to everyone who's like eating at Olive Garden and just be like, hi, I've worked here 11 and a half years and I've never called in, called out i i've just came in sick and everything i'm like i'm not eating at this olive garden anymore that's fucking disgusting like you know like you're like you encourage people to not if they're sick to come in that's what you do around food and especially and it always seems like you know i can kind of get retail or whatever because like for the for some parts of it and you can just try to be like hey let's not you know or whatever Uh, and office jobs, I can see, you know, coming in a little sick too, because a lot of office jobs for the most part is like, uh, you're not really around people much. Like I remember when I was working day jobs and it was just like in office jobs, I started getting, I was not as sick as I, I never, I always got like a really bad cold summer and went like, not summer, uh, fall and spring. And it was like when the big weather changes, you know, like I would always get like a nasty cold. And this year, you know, I've been uh doing more live shows and stuff like that, going back, like starting to force myself to do that more. Like I just you know, two weeks ago I was like dead. I was like I haven't felt this sick in years. Uh but yeah no I don't want people calling in sick if your dog died, bring your fucking dead dog into a fucking restaurant. Let us not forget um and the let us not forget the man who brought a dead raccoon into motherfucking McDonald's. Uh let well, fuck it, we're playing that video.
2: This nigga done brought a dead raccoon in the motherfucking McDonald's. Look at this shit. That motherfucker dead in the motherfucker. This nigga got rabies like a motherfucker. This motherfucker crazy. He ain't gonna bring it in there where the food at. Nigga, you so motherfucking stupid. Look at this shit. This motherfucker put the raccoon on the table. It's on the table. He come, look, this motherfucker got him on the table, bruh. And he getting up, leaving now. Look at this shit. Look, he leaving now. Look at this motherfucker. Wow, this motherfucker bring a dead ass raccoon into McDonald's. (laughs) This nigga crazy, boy. I tell you. Only in San Francisco. Only in motherfucking San Francisco. Nigga trying to come get him something to eat before he go to work. Look at this bullshit.
0: And you know, that McDonald's, they had to close down for a few days. A few days. To disinfect the place. Um, What this manager is expect? Wanting is to for employees to bring in a dead dog into their restaurant, and do you? And health code would say like, yeah, you guys got to shut down for a few days. And guess what? Uh, a lot of those managers, there are very few restaurant managers are on a salary, so that means no one's getting paid for a few days. That's worse. It's just one person, and you know, and. Uh, overall, I would just say for, for the most part, uh, if, you know, and I have a friend who's like a manager at like a gas station and what I'll say that's like, if someone calls out too much, like there's a clear sign there. there, there's something there that they need to work on or unless it's like a day of the week they need off. They just like really should just like, Hey, I really need this day of the week off and they keep scheduling on that day. I'm like, they like the restaurant needs to know, I'm like, Hey, you can't, that guy's not working this day. You could call him It seemed like, hey, you want to come in? Uh, but expect him to say no and stuff like that. It's just That's how fuck it, that's how you do management. That's how you do it. Uh, and then, but for the most part, like, yeah, people are going to call out. If they do it excessively, yeah, y- you have to be aware of it. That's, that's the only kind of, like, point system I get. Like, even being late, you know, there's people who are just, like, fucking assholes. But, like, if you live in a big city, it's like, you can't control traffic, you know? Uh, you can't control if there's, like, a standstill in traffic and you're an hour late to work. Like, you can't control that. But, like, you know, calling out, that's where I think the point system works, where it's like, hey, like, I can gather a point or a half a point or whatever here. Uh, Just, that's why you save them for when you actually need them. That's my my recommendation for all of you. But, like, if they're, like, doing this shit, uh, maybe hire better employees, and if better employees don't want to work for you, uh, that means you need to get new management, which I, I 100% doubt they actually fired this bitch who who was doing this shit. I just 100% believe it. That's just too much. Nice.
2: Let's go full throttle. Feel like a
0: woman, a real woman. First
2: of all, ride or die, bitch.
1: This is the type of guy you get.
0: We found it. We found it. We found it at the end. Don't worry. Okay uh this is from cbc it's kind of like abc american broadcasting company that's what it stands for it's not like oh alphabet thing uh cbc like bbc is british broadcasting company not big black cox uh cbc as in uh canadian broadcasting company uh quebec class action allegedly for alleging Fortnite is addictive will go ahead judge rules A Quebec Superior Court judge has authorized a class-action lawsuit against Epic Games, the developers of the popular video game, Fortnite. The suit was first brought to the courts in 2019 by three Quebec parents who claimed that Fortnite was designed to addict its users, many of them children, to the game. According to the original filing, the plaintiffs say their children exhibit troubling behaviors, including not sleeping, not eating, not showering, and no longer socializing with their peers. (laughs) Uh, According to the filing, one of the children was diagnosed with an addiction by an on-call doctor at a Quebec clinic, or CLSC, in the Lower St. Lawrence region. It also notes that the World Health Organization, who recognized addictive gaming disorder as a disease in 2018, Jean-Philippe, Uh, Karen, one of the Calex legal lawyers working on the suit, said the case isn't unlike a 2015 Quebec Superior Court ruling that found tobacco companies didn't warn their customers about the dangers of smoking. The game has designed patterns that make sure to always encourage players' engagement. You have to understand that children's prefrontal cortex cortexes, that's how it says, I never knew knew how that was spelled, are still developing so that could be part of the explanation for why this game is particularly harmful, he said. The class action will also discuss in-game purchases, namely cosmetic items known as skins, and the game's battle pass system, which offers expanded rewards as players level up. The children allegedly spent excessive amounts of money on V-Bucks and in-game currency users buy with real money, which can be exchanged for skins or used to unlock the battle pass. One... One of the children reportedly spent over six thousand dollars on skins, while another spent six hundred dollars on V Bucks. Items, superior items. Uh, superior Court Judge Sylvie, Sylvie Lucier described as without any tangible value that may f- run afoul of Article 1406 of Quebec Civil Code, where serious p- disproportion between the pr- presentations of the parties, meaning the obligation to provide something in turn, creates a presumption of exploitation. What we are saying is that basically young people spend their pocket money to buy something that basically does absolutely nothing. Uh, examples as skins or a battle pass, said Karan. Uh, Karan said they're encouraging others who live whose lives have been negatively affected by Fortnite to get in touch as they could possibly be eligible to join the class action. Uh, whether it's in their grades in school, an increase in aggression, the fact that they no longer have social contact, so any impact Fortnite had personally on the family, on social and educational or professional activities we invite you to contact us i'm what okay so i'm a Fortnite player i've have actually haven't played in a minute pokemon games i'm telling you what man if it's if it's a new game pokemon game i'm playing it but but the, the idea of like Fortnite is is addictive like Fortnite is addictive uh there's, there's so much fucking fucking shit like first of all uh don't tell your children about league of legends that's going to be the first thing I'm going to tell you. Because your children find out about League of Legends, oh boy, that's when those people are addicted. Like, I, you know, I can put down Fortnite because with Fortnite, it's like, I feel like has, there are similar, I can't really say I've played a little bit of League, but, you know, like, I don't know. There's something about League players that they're just like, they're a fucking different breed. And you're like, um, what was what was my favorite part of uh, this, I have to, like, find fucking what the fuck you're saying, uh, here, um, that I'm just fucking, first of all, this class action was brought to us by a bunch of fucking Karens, uh, I'm trying to find the moment where they said, uh, that th- 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 this is a real problem, <laughs> fucking, fucking whatever, I'm addicted to Fortnite, um, so it was <laughs> fucking, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can be addicted to video games. Like, that's, it's hard. Like, I've seen, I, I've i known people, I've lived with people who are addicted to video games. I, I wasn't, addi- I don't think I was addicted to video. I think there, some, a cut, like a year or two ago during COVID, like, I, I think I played uh, video games, like, a lot. And I think it was just because I wasn't doing music and it was like, I don't know what the point is, you know, of doing, you know, and I think it was just, you know, everything. But it's like, uh, behaviors including not sleeping, not eating, not showering, and no longer socializing with their peers. Um, first of all, not sleeping. Like, okay, yeah, that's because they're playing games and they'd rather play another game. Not eating. I'm going to I'm gonna put a doubt on that. Uh, maybe, yeah, I'm going to put a doubt. Not showering. That's everyone who play. That There's a specific, don't blame your, are you upset that your child's just a neckbeard? That your child's becoming a neckbeard at this point? Uh, no longer socializing with their peers, like, I don't know, like, you know, I played a lot of Fortnite solos and I do enjoy playing by myself sometimes, but uh I think the one thing that makes Fortnite in other games that are you know the free to play, uh you can get your friends involved, is like it's free to download, so like your friends don't have to spend any money and you get to talk to your friends and hang out with your friends, and, and also during the pandemic that like really saved me. Like if it wasn't for that, it would have been that would've been pretty fucking bad. Uh I could have been fatter. That's that's cool. Anyways, though is uh, parents, um, uh, you're worried about your child being, a, and also the money thing, I also want to talk about that, uh, that's all optional, like, and so, uh, best thing I can say is keep your credit cards and debit cards uh, hidden from your children, don't let them find it, that's one thing I'll tell you, and that way, because they probably don't have a bank account or whatever, so they either have to spend their own money, they have to go to, like, Walmart or Walgreens or whatever, and they to buy, like, a V-Bucks card to buy their own skins. That's just their own money on it. Like, the buying the skins isn't addictive. Like, the idea of, like, how gambling becomes addictive is because there's, like, a winning to it, and that gives serotonin in your brain, and so you need that one, like, that rush, and you want that feeling to keep coming back, and, you know, you want to keep winning and winning. That's why you keep, that's how you get into gambling, but Fortnite, and honestly, I 100% believe that Fortnite is honestly the a very good game about not pay to win. Like there's some other games that are free to download, pay to win Fortnite's really good about that. The only thing you'd really pay for is your battle pass, which honestly, if you don't buy a lot of skins, you basically earn V bucks through the season and you can get enough V bucks to pay for the next battle pass and stuff like that. Uh, as long as you don't buy skins and then, uh, as skins like there's op- there's optionals. You get some with the battle pass, obviously, as long as you level up and stuff like that and play. Uh, but then you can also buy them, which is optional and stuff like that. So parents just be like, you have to we earn- have to use your own money for that, uh, or you know if you're good, I'll buy you a I'll you have to buy them a gift card or stuff like that. That's the best thing I can say to parents. You know, um, never put your own credit card into Fortnite. That'd be- if I was a parent, do not do that. Always just buy them a V Bucks card and then. Uh, you know, if they run out, they run out and it's a good way. And it's also very good because you have the V-Buck money. It helps children learn money management. It's like, do I really want this skin or should I save it for maybe something else I really want? Uh, but then there's some Fortnite streamers. You buy them all and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't do that. I only buy the ones I like. I've only bought Marvel and Star Wars ones. I have a Stormtrooper, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I usually just use Spider-Man. That's usually my main one. Spider-Man or Captain America, my usual skins. Anyways, the the new segments going on long. Let's get to our last article. Okay, mm. well it's another it's another segment of we're ending today's episode on an up, on a segment of cool stuff,
2: slick stuff, neat stuff.
0: Garth Brooks reveals the emotional moment Trisha Yearwood brought him to tears. This is from Yahoo Life. Harst Magazine and Yahoo may earn commission on re- or revenue on some items through the links. How did that make it into this? Uh, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks stepped out for a night on the town, and they both. Looked stunning for the Black Tie Affair. The country music power couple attended the 45th annual Kennedy Center's honors, where honorees including Amy Grant, George Clooney, U2, and Glady's Knight were recognized for lifetime artistic achievement. Garth was one of the honorees in 2021, and this year, he and Trisha took in the ceremony. Trisha had a special honor for the evening. She sung the Star Spangled Banner. Garth talked about the night on his inside Studio G, a Monday night conversation on Facebook. Garth said about his wife of 16 years. So you're sitting there in the Kennedy Center and they say, everyone, please rise for the president, first lady. And they all come in there and and the first voice you hear is Trisha Yearwood. Oh, my God. And you just start bawling. You just start crying. and You don't stop crying. That's the way the night started. Trisha shared a photo from the evening. She wore a sparkly form fitted green and blue dress with a long cape for a similar look. Check out the cape sleeve party dress uh, or the mermaid song. Why, how did that? Garth was a court, country formal in his black hat, black shirt and tie, and jeans. Trisha captioned the photo with special occasion deserves a dress like this and a date like him. XO. Garth replied, lucky to be in the same room with this woman love g fans left comments praising the couple and their looks for the evening they did not leave comp i i assume they had to dig pretty fast for these comments on a garth post gorgeous dress my favorite power couple beautiful and garth looks pretty handsome absolutely stunning stunning for both of you trisha you have the best hair i'm gonna be honest those were not the comments they're garth where are the bodies? Are they gonna honor the bodies you buried, Garth? That's what the, they said. Uh you can find me commenting on that shit. You just follow Garth Brooks and you'll just see me commenting on it. And you'll see at the Sweezy commenting on it. Uh where's the bodies, Garth? Do it for mankind and then laughing emojis for mankind. <laughs> uh, anyways though, well that that wasn't much of anything. But yeah, let's let's honor Garth. I know my friend I have a friend who works with in Christian radio and knows Amy Grant. So I think he was posting photos about this, but didn't realize an actual murderer was in the audience, folks. Uh, everyone's like, we're going to guard Joe Biden. And he's like, we have to take extra precautions tonight. Oh, is it because we're, you're taking Joe Biden out in public to like a public formal event where could, he could easily be killed? No, Garth Brooks is there. That's the reason why we're extra protective of the president tonight. And uh, it's weird he's sang at the inauguration, too, which is like, now you have to do double security for January 6th rioters. And Garth Brooks, so uh, that's, that's what we call cool stuff,
2: slick stuff, neat stuff.
0: Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted started me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pp from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Alright, boys and girls, it's another it's another time for the Christmas Sweezy, the Christmas Sweezy tradition, where we go over Christmas movies, the uh Christmas movie reviews. Uh beginning of cancel shoezy, we used to do a lot more movie reviews, and they've kind of staggered. Uh what I need to do, actually. That no, never mind. I'm not gonna talk about fucking inside baseball on this on this show. Uh anyways, though, um so we do movie reviews. We used to do a lot more movie reviews, but we we do a lot more the whole month of December. We do movie reviews, except for the <coughs> except for the last week. We do my favorite albums of twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty two or whatever. Uh, insert whatever year. We're doing this. Um, but anyways, though, this year I wanted to do you know more like a, at least the movie reviews I wanted to do were movies that like. I would I would say like have you if someone asked me like have you watched this movie uh, the answer would be like yeah I've seen this movie and like they give me the movie it would be yes but um but it was like last week we did home Alone, which that's a classic and you know it's weird that I don't really that's not really part of my rotation uh, now this week we we're doing this this week and uh, this week. Uh, this was a movie I probably saw one time. It was at my aunt Judy's. Uh, long story short, my aunt Judy is a lot older than my dad, so she's more like a grandma to me than an aunt. And uh, my dad and my and so we'd visit her. It was like visiting grandma. And uh, I, you know, this is the Aunt Judy. You know, in her basement, she had like a small TV, and like it was only for like when she had. Uh, me and my brother were her nephews and then uh, her grandkids when they came over, you know, we hung out in the basement and, you know, goofed around. Uh, you're like, like, that seventy show, it, was a little, it wasn't as nice as that, surprisingly enough. But anyways, though, anyways, though, like, that's the basement, you know, and you're like, you know, memories with Aunt Judy. That'll always be precious to me. Precious to me. But, like, you know, that basement was where I discovered Paramore for the first time. Uh, so that was special. And, like, you saw Haley Williams. It was like right when I think it was right when Misery Business came out and I was like and I saw Haley I was like I think something's awoken me and like yeah uh but anyways though uh this was the house before that this is when I saw I saw the movie Jack Frost starring Michael Keaton this, this is a movie um and so that's that so I've always thought maybe like one time I was I had to have been a small child when we put it on the tv It was like so much so was probably like when you're young enough we like you can you can kind of like fun you know you can kind of function kind of understand what's going on in life but like at the same time uh, you know like movies that aren't necessarily cartoons or like made for kids don't really like register you know to, in your mind you know like you don't really you don't really get it you know uh, so that so yeah this week we're reviewing the movie Jack Frost uh, and um, I know. I think it may have been last year, sometime. I don't know who the one who commented this one, but whoever the fuck suggested that I watch Jack Frost, uh, personally, I would like to, because I can't remember who you are, uh, but I know you're out there, and I know I can't imagine you're not, you, you stop listening to this show. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, thank you for listening, though. But fuck you uh, for making me watch this movie. Um, I will explain more later on why whoever the fuck. Told me to watch the movie Jack Frost. Uh, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, uh, because fuck them. Um, we're gonna get into that in a little bit. I just I just wanted to bring that up. Um, so yeah. Um, basically, basically. So basically, going into this movie, like, what did I know going into this movie? I knew it was not actually about like the Jack Frost character. I knew it wasn't about like the the mythos of Jack Frost. Regardless, though, regardless of all of it, what I would want is for Michael Keaton's Jack Frost, uh, the Rankin-Bass Jack Frost, Martin Short's Jack Frost from the Santa Claus 3, and maybe a couple other Jack Frosts come together that I didn't mention to come together so we can go into the Jack Frost verse, where uh, all the Jack Frosts come together to to save humanity. Uh, Only then will God be satisfied with what humans have done on Earth. That is the only time they will, uh, God will be okay. Um, unlike the three Pinocchio movies uh, that came out in 2022. Yeah, three Pinocchio movies came out in 2022. Um, I haven't seen the newest one, uh, but uh, the other two sucked. i am just be honest. The other one was funny because like he was like Polly Shore was being gay. Uh, but like yeah, fucking Disney... I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not getting into that. We're talking about Jack Frost with Michael Keaton today. Uh, into the Jack Frost verse will be for another day, another day, another life. Um, anyways, though. So Michael Keaton, that's his name. His name is Jack Frost. That's his name. Uh, his, his name is just fucking Jack Frost. That's that's why the movie's called Jack Frost. His name is Jack Frost, and uh, he is a musician. I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to get into this movie. He was watching it. We also know I was very drunk when I was watching this movie. Uh, we, that's also very important to uh, how we're going to go to it. So, we're watching. Uh, so, what band is Jack Frost playing? Well, I'm going to hear to tell you. He plays in the Jack Frost Band. Uh, they're kind of like a blues band, blues rock. I would say they're more blues rock. Now, Michael Keaton is a... Uh, he has a. He, he plays guitar and he plays harmonica in this band, but they do a big emphasis on the harmonica. Now, fellas, uh, this is, goes to anyone who wants to fuck a woman. I, I said fellas, but I feel like when I say fellas, it's like anyone who wants to fuck a woman should be in the fellas like boys is everyone like when I say boys that's everyone when I say fellas fellas is for anyone who wants to fuck a woman um if you want to fuck a woman and you think music is your gateway uh I'm gonna tell you right now uh harmonica is not it uh I was just I just talked to a friend mandolin is not it either banjo is probably not it either there was like a three-year period in like 2010 to 2013 maybe 14 where you could get laid playing banjo, uh, but, uh, no one likes the Lumineers anymore, I certainly as fuck do not like the Lumineers, uh, they, the, uh, the the fact that the Lumineers exist pisses me off, I don't know any of the members though, The, the members can exist, but the Lumineers, but them coming together and making the Lumineers fucking pisses me off, um, he was, so yeah, he abused that, but he had like a, but I noticed though, because I am a musical genius, I noticed that like two of the pickups in his Stratocaster, he played a Fender Stratocaster, two of them were black, the pickups, but typically on with the white pickguard and the third one was a white, meaning he modded that Stratocaster. Probably meaning if we're going to talk about, uh, the, probably we're probably going to talk about it is that, uh, low budget in the borrowed Someone's guitar, and then they're just like, we're not gonna fuck it up. They're like, hey man, we really need to borrow your guitar. Uh, we're gonna guarantee, I'm gonna tell Michael Keaton to not fucking ruin it. Uh, anyways, though. Um, uh, oh, also another, we're plot holes in the movie, we're we to go over this. He, he threw his harmonica just, I think, anywhere. Uh, and then he started singing, then he pulled out, then he had his harmonica again in that. So, I don't know how many harmonicas he probably bought to the show that that's, I, I was thinking like, that's a plot hole, but I also at the same time, I was like, maybe he has like 30 of the same key harmonica. And for those of you who don't know, harmonicas are a certain key. And, uh, if you're playing like, you know, if you're playing even a one hour set of music, you're playing more than one key. And so he would have to have multiple harmonicas, meaning he would have to have multiple harmonicas of the same key. Uh, also the band has a violin player, uh, I don't know any blues bands that have violin players, unless they're gonna probably play some country. But also at the same time, the kind of gigs I feel like he's getting uh, does not require a violin player because then it means they have to pay the violin player. It's probably not worth it to even add them in the band. Maybe the guitar player can just probably play the figure out the parts or whatever. Anyways, though, I think for the most part that's that's done with the music. Uh, the band doesn't really come up ever again in this in this movie, and you're gonna soon find out why. Uh, then we're introduced to Jack Frost's son, Charlie Frost. Uh, who is who is clearly Jack Frost of the Jack Frost band's son. Uh, just wanted to make sure you knew. Uh, Charlie Frost is the son of Jack Frost who is the who was in the Jack Frost band. Uh, also just and I think I just wrote down here musicians shouldn't have children. It's just I mean like I know we all want to have families and lives and all of that and I'm a musician too, so I can I can speak on behalf of this from like you love your kids, but like it's you can't. It's hard to do music with kids. And one day I'm gonna have a kid and do. I'm still. I'm still gonna do music. So I mean, like I love the kid, but I'm not gonna stop. Um so you know, it's just, it's just easier when you're like, yeah, this guy has a kid, you know, whatever. Uh, so, anyways, though, Mike, Michael Keaton comes home from his gig, uh, aka Jack. It's gonna be. I'm not gonna call him Jack Frost. I can't call him Jack. Fucking. Because it's not anything to do with Jack Frost the mythos, I'm just going to call him Michael Keaton. Okay, um, they build a snowman and they use Michael Keaton's clothing. And uh, I don't know for some reason that gave me anxiety. I don't know. It was just like use my hat and my scarf. I'm like well, he might need that tomorrow, buddy. Like uh, when you have a snowman, you just you find old clothes. So I remember we had like a snowman kit. My mom has a picture of me and my brother with the snowman somewhere. And they bought me the largest jacket that has ever exist on the smallest child. I was like, I was like, I remember when it was like, it was like, you know, now I'm an adult. And so like, I, and I'm very good at knowing like, Hey, if I need a jacket, but if it's like, sometimes if it's just like walking into the store, walking out, I I'll go lighter. But if I know I'm going to be outside, like I know what to get. But my parents were like the biggest fucking jacket. It is 50 degrees. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, Anyways, it there it was a snowman, and we we had like a snowman kit or whatever, and you know, you don't use shit like you want to reuse on a snowman. Uh, then he gave his son a harmonica, and he's like, Blow into it if you ever. Blow into it if you. Uh, well, my, I'm going to do a Michael Keaton to it. I, can't, I know he's played Batman and everything, but like, I feel like when I started getting into movies, like, he's played like Birdman, uh, uh, The Vulture, which don't watch Morbius, I'll ruin The Vulture for you. And he's like, I hey, kid. Never, if you ever need a, a harmonica, uh, just blow into it and you'll find me. And then, and uh, yeah. And, you know, harmonicas are always fighting jam sessions. So this kid's just like, Y'all want to jam right now? We're like, Well, man, like the drummer has to sub his drum set. I, you know, I'm a, on an electric guitar. I have to sub a lot of things. Harmonica's am like, Just fucking whip it out. It's so fucking annoying. Um, anyways, though, so it was like, Play this harmonica if you ever knew me, kid. And um, that's like a Michael Keaton thing. Um, okay, then, okay, I'm, I'm just going to read my notes here. Uh, this is the moment in the movie. Oh, yeah, so I started looking up all the fucking, you know, background information on what? all these characters. Um, so it was like Michael Keaton. So I just looked up Michael Keaton's, like, Wikipedia page. Uh, his full name is actually Michael Douglas. Michael Keaton Douglas. Uh, the same name as the guy who plays Hank Pym in Ant Man. Uh, meaning that when Michael Douglas tried to, went to Hollywood, he was like, I want to be Michael Douglas. And they were like, that's taken. And you're like, well, can't we have two Michael Douglas's in acting? No, we can't. So he had to change his name to Michael Keaton. Or there's another story there. Uh, that's the only story, uh, or whatever. But I'm still fucking mad about fucking Morbius ruining the Michael Keaton. Cause like the, the post credit scene set up like. Scorpion, maybe even Vulture's Return in Spider-Man Homecoming, and then they're kind of like, damn, like, we're going to transport him to the Morbius universe. You're like, I have a beef with Spider-Man, and I'm going to be honest with you, if I had a beef with someone in my universe, but then I got transported to another universe, I would probably not have beef with the version of that person who exists in the universe I was transported to because I've been with the person in the universe I was in. That's, you know, that's that's my deal, Sony. You have to understand that, Sony. And also, you know, Michael Keaton's Vulture was like, you know, Spider-Man did me good. He helped my family and everything. Uh, and that's why he didn't reveal his identity to uh, Michael Gargan. Or something. I, can't, I can't remember the name. Uh, the scorpion's name uh and so they're setting up the scorpion hopefully that hopefully that works out anyways though i'm I'm done talking about morbius uh we have like two there's like two highlights on morbius right we we've been talking about that enough okay all right so so Jack was in the studio because his band had to record a recorded song or something like that now this is before you know. There's some, there's some, there's some shit going on here, but he missed his son Charlie's, Charlie Frost, son of Jack Frost of the Jack Frost band's uh, hockey game, because uh, he was held up in the studio because they were, he was bitching about what he wanted, which means, which was Jack bitching about what he wanted. I mean, they did not have a good producer, meaning Jack was the one producing it, uh, and Jack was not like liking the arrangement and shit like that, and like. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm, th- I'm just thinking about, like, you know, I'm me working in a studio. I'm a producer. I'm like, you're paying me by the hour. I'm like, and, you know, I'm like, you're paying me by the hour. So um, uh, there's a lot of fucking shit there. But So, like, that whole, basically they used their studio time as basically a practice space with recording shit, uh, which would have cost them a lot of money. But they were, like, almost going to get signed by a record label. And people were like, yeah, we we got a $10 million record record deal. People when people tell you that, and this is just inside music right now, people tell you they got a record deal, but they got like uh we got like a ten thousand ten thousand dollar record deal to make this album or something like that. Uh that's basically them saying like we were given ten thousand dollars uh as a loan to make the album. That's what they're saying. Uh they they make it sound fancy so it sounds like a good thing. But it's all it is is just a loan. And the idea is you record the album you sell the album, you make that money back. And then after whatever you've been for the loan, you make a profit. That's basically what that is. And so now you have a lot of bands, you're like working in home studios and stuff like that or like going to a cheaper studio or going to like a specific producer's studio. So they're not paying for studio time, but they're paying for the producer's time. Just how it is. But back then, this was, I can't remember what year this came out. I think I wrote it down somewhere. I think 19, it's in the 1990s. Or the, it's in the 1900s for the, for the Gen Z out there. It's in the 1900s uh, and stuff like that. So good chance that they e- the studio either was still recording a tape or basically they had this thing it was like digital tape. I, I need to stop ranting about this, but basically what it was was it was basically like recording to a tape, but it was like this very expensive uh, system at the time at least where uh, basically it treated it like you're recording a tape. So it's digital, but in a box, but it's not on a computer record and it's like tape but it's digital so if that makes sense, it's like if you buy a digital recorder you do that but it's multi-track hopefully hopefully i don't know how to make that even make sense to like someone who's not into studio shit uh but uh but eventually uh since jack wasted all his fucking time at the studio missing his kid's game where usually it would be like hey kid what time's your game 3 p.m., we're going to the studio at 8 a.m. It was like, okay, 8 to 9, we're not getting anything done. Uh, everyone's setting up and everything like that. So at 9 o'clock, you know, go 9 and maybe like 2, 2.30. We're like, oh, we got to end at 2.30. And whoever's in charge is like, okay, okay, the studio's done at 2.30 or whatever. And then you you, you, you dick out. Uh, apparently, he didn't do this shit. Uh, so you missed the game. Uh, and Charlie, like, asked his dad, why are musicians so flaky? Uh, and uh, basically, uh, you're you don't have to be a flaky musician. You just have to understand how your schedule works. And it's really funny. Like I talked to friends who aren't musicians, and they're I was like, and like they're like, I don't have time for this. And they they tell me like they don't have time for this. I'm like, uh, it's called time management. And if you're a musician, you you figure out your time management. Like, okay, so I definitely have to be at this thing. Let's say like, oh, okay, I definitely have to be at this thing at seven o'clock today. However, though, I'm with my band and, you know, it's like we're going to start recording at one and we don't know when we're going to end. Uh, I have to be somewhere at seven. So before seven, that's where we're going to end. And so then my mind is like, OK, we have to be efficient up until that time instead of being like, oh, let's just see where the creativity goes. No, stuff like that. And so I always hate when people are like, I don't have time for anything. I'm like, you do have time. You just don't know how to use your time properly. So fucking annoying. So, yeah, uh, his dad's being a flaky musician and he figure that shit out. So they're getting ready for their Thanksgiving or their Christmas vacation. Uh, not the movie. The just their Christmas vacation. Uh, they got like a cabin or whatever, and that's where they're going for Christmas. And they're like, saying I'm gonna make it to the cabin." Like I don't know. Uh, think of it. Think of it like uh, what was it? What Was it? Um, oh yeah, no. And like, but Jack has to be like, well, we're meeting this record label at Christmas Eve. <laughs> what if some some shit like that. So the whole band has to be there. We have to meet this record label. And like, that's the shit that I don't get like the music industry generally, uh, for the most part, we take off like the Christmas, the Christmas, new year's era, unless you're specifically playing a new year's show or like a Christmas show, like you work on a cruise ship or you're somewhere like Branson or Gatlinburg. Uh, there's only like real examples I have, or a cruise ship, you know, like where you're like, like, yeah, we're probably, we're going to be working Christmas. That's just what it is. You know, we're going to be playing a show Christmas for people who want to see a show at Christmas. That's what you're doing. And you know that it's like football players too, you know, like they know like, Oh, I'm playing on Thanksgiving. I'm playing on Christmas. I'm playing on new years. Like, you know, that your family knows that it's just, it's just what it is. But like for something like, Oh, uh, we're going to have meeting music industry meetings. On New Year's Eve, that, that that shit doesn't happen. Like unless it's like a big show where you know money will be made, like that. Like whatever meeting they're having with this record label executive, no money is being made. Uh, other than at the day of time of signing of or whatever this day is, no money is being made this day. So uh, that's not something this works. So it's always weird. Um, you know. But I guess they decided to cancel it at the end of it. Just, like, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're like, okay, guys, let's cancel it so we can spend time with our families. And so... Uh, and then after that, you know, Jack was able to get a car from the other band, the keyboard player in the band, which the band has a keyboard player. And he looks like a keyboard player too. And if you tell me I look like that fucking keyboard player, I'm going to fucking come to your house and punch you in the face. Next podcast, you're going to be listening to me on your little headphones. <laughs> I was like, remember I told him he looked like the fucking keyboard player in Jack Frost, and you're just going to be fucking roundhouse kick to the face through your fucking headphones or phone speaker or wherever you fucking listen to the show oh and by the way uh, jack frost he died in this in this car crash uh he did he did die in this car crash uh and this is the moment in the movie where i realized like i fucked up I'm like uh congratulations you played yourself that's how that's where we got to at this point in this fucking this movie uh so then we cut to a year later uh, and I was like, how dare this movie do this to me? And then what the fuck just happened? You know, I'm like, I, I, I was not, um, whoever fucking can, and yeah, this is where I was like, whoever th- at this point it's the dead the dad dies and then you get to watch the kid fucking deal with this shit. Um, this is where I'm going into whoever the fuck it had to be maybe last year. I don't, I don't remember if you leave a comment on this stuff, I appreciate it. I love it. But I'm not going to remember your names unless you're nice to me. Um, this person was mute, neutral, so I'm not going to remember it. Therefore, I'm going to say, whoever the fuck would be like, next year you should, you should review Jack Frost, you know, Michael Keaton, because it, uh, because it's a notoriously just weird, bad movie, and people don't like it. And then the then my dad died, and now I'm just saying, fuck you. Fuck you, and fuck your entire goddamn fucking existence. Um... And, you know, the kid's dealing with the fact that his dad died, and it's near Christmas, and he's, like, going to the one-year anniversary. And he's a child, and uh, he's not old enough to be, like, finding friends who help him. Find alcohol to let him drink or whatever, so he can't just fucking deal with it like normal adults. He has to deal with it with a fuck as a fucking kid who doesn't drink and is normal and not a fucking degenerate. And then Charlie builds a snowman to fucking landslides by Fleetwood Mac. First of all, fuck playing that song. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm trying to, we're, I'm trying to make a podcast where we all just fucking laugh and goof around and shit like that. You know, it's like all we're trying to do is just goof around and stuff like that. So he builds a snowman. Um, I would love to, and I just wrote my notes, I'd love to beat the fucking shit out of this movie. Like if this movie became a human being, uh, I'm not even that violent of a person, but if this movie became a human being, I would beat the shit out of it. Uh, so after building a snowman, Charlie, you know, he, he plays the magic harmonica and then I guess, uh, the magic of both the harmonica and landslide by Fleetwood Mac, uh, all that montage, uh, I guess the, the snowman comes to life. Uh, similar to that Campbell soup commercial where the snowman comes to life, but in the Campbell, but honestly, uh, the, uh, the snowman looked very CGI, which CGI is like, fun. If, if it's something like very CGI, it's not too bad until it gets into uncanny Valley. Uh, but the Campbell soup commercial with the snowman where the snowman like walks inside, eats the soup and, basically dies or transforms to human. That one's creepy. Uh so yeah, started drinking more. Uh because his fucking dad came back to life as a snowman. <sighs> you know, I've been having I've, you know, I've I've had I've been having reoccurring dreams when my dad's just alive and and, and like the whole thing it's like, you know, I wish my dad was still alive. Like that's not like that's not the problem. The problem is the grief and torture, you know, you go through doing a funeral for someone, and then it was like, he's just alive. I'm like, Dad, we had a whole-ass funeral for you. Like, we buried you. We all gave speeches. Uh, We all tried to get closure. We all tried to do this shit. And he's like, well, I'm still alive. I'm like, that's the dreams I fucking have. He's just alive like that and shit like that. Well... Because I don't think my my actual dad, he would not have done that shit. He, if he was just like still alive. He's like, Dad, we had a whole funeral for you. We we buried you and everything, and you're just alive. He's like, Yeah. We just gotta get used to it. I'm like, I don't I don't think I can get used to this. Anyways, though, now his fucking dad's alive as a snowman, which honestly, I don't know. Do I want my dad's alive? I'm just, you know, I'm I'm trying to accept his death still, you know? I'm just like trying to accept this shit. And then we come back to the snowman, I'm like, oh my god. Um uh, but yeah, I guess they get into a snowball fight later, and then Jack Frost's like, oh, I'm gonna protect my kid, I'm gonna protect him from a snow fight. Similar to how Buddy did an elf, but they did better, even though this movie, I think, came first. Um, but powerful, but Jack, but Jack, I guess, the snowman Jack Frost proves to Charlie, Charlie Frost, of, son of Jack Frost, of the Jack Frost band, uh, proved they were real and everything like that, so everything was hunky-dory. And he's like, that's my real dad! Uh, he was able to prove it, like, just, you know, like, with, I guess, just normal talking. Uh, but Michael Keaton Snowman wants to be a good father, but he's a snowman, so he can't do anything, so he has to live outside. But if he goes inside, he melts and, and shit like that. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's just fucking, like, this is the movie, you know? If your dad didn't die, uh, that you're like, this movie is kind of fucking... Um, and then your dad dies. You're like, my dad's alive, but he's a snowman. I gotta keep my dad alive. <laughs> and you're like the like grieving. Um, and he's like, Charlie wants to tell his mom what's going on. It's <laughs> like you can't fucking do that. And you're like, hey mom, that snowman out outside. That's our dad. That's my dad. <laughs> like, you can't you this is like this is this is fucking This movie's not only like just disrespectful to people that's their dad, it's just like Actually, no, I, I was right. It's disrespectful for anyone who's lost their father in the recent years, and no one should watch the movie "Fucking Jack Frost" if your dad, died. if your dad's, if you have a dead dad, do not watch this fucking movie. I don't care if you're like it was. It's been thirty years since my dad died, just don't watch this fucking movie. One, it's not even that. It's not even that good. Of a movie, folks. And two, you might, you might just fucking ball your eyes out watching this. Um. So, and then you know. Jack Frost, Snowman Jack Frost teaches Charlie how to do, like, the hockey j shot. Middle of fucking nowhere, uh, which apparently is the closure, the real closure he needed with his dad. Uh, and then he goes to a festival with his dad, the keyboard player, who does not look like me. If you tell me that I look like that goddamn fucking keyboard player, I'm going to f- punch you next episode through the your fucking headphones. Uh, you better, f- I'm going to, I will do it. Don't, do not, do not at me. Uh, he I was like, oh, and then I wrote in fucking my notes because I was fucking drunk. He's my kind of fat, and he said he really couldn't play music anymore after his, you know, Jack Frost died, and he doesn't play bass anymore. Why did I write that? Okay, never mind. Oh no, oh no! It was because I was like, oh, if anyone's like, because my dad was like a, you know, track cross country coach, and I and I hope anyone, I think my general generality. Uh, is that like, oh, if anyone was inspired by my dad to keep doing something, don't stop because he died. Keep doing it. I don't know why. But it was like, it's different from music and everyone, I don't know what everyone was doing. Like it was nice at his funeral. Like we saw a lot of his like gold, like, you know, like athletes and stuff like that. They're all cool. One of them was like one of my student teachers in like eighth grade. We both hated that teacher, which was awesome. When I ran to him, he's like, I think I had you as a student. I'm like, I remember you now. <laughs> so like that, um, Anyways, uh, the hockey team van pulls up. Charlie hasn't been playing all season, but they're like, "You want to come on the team?" And they're like, "Sure." So he, they, he jumps in the van. Uh, I, I wrote no. Remember, this is a child's hockey team. Oh yeah, now oh yeah, now someone who was on the team is like, who got probably got cut for Charlie. <laughs> um, what am I writing? Oh, they were at a cabin. Oh, no, they were at their house. Uh, what the, oh, the movie came out in 1998. That's when this movie came out. Okay. Uh, so, worst case scenario. I was born in 93. Worst case scenario. I was five, six, over five years old when this movie came out. So, that's when I last saw it. Uh let him back on the... T- I don't know what my fucking notes are saying right now. Uh, but, anyways, uh, they're trying to get, like... He was basically some some whatever the fuck I was writing here up. Uh, Charlie's back on the hockey team and Jack Frost, the snowman, formerly of the Jack Frost band, uh, decides to make it to the game. Uh, so the game's going on. Batman, Michael Keaton's trying to make it to the game. Uh, but it's hot outside, so Michael Keaton... this might be even after Christmas, I think, where it's like starting maybe like February, you know when it's starting to like not be snow weather anymore. Uh, but eventually, you know, he makes it in time. The son does the J shot. All is well and good, uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, but, uh, it's actually not good because, uh, Charlie's dad is melting, uh, and, uh, Charlie wants to fix it as much as possible because, like, my father is about to die for a second time. Now, I've had it happen once, and what a fucking week that was. Uh, but for that, you know... You know, and and you know, just say to anyone, uh, this has been all about father's dying. This this whole movie has been about it, and that's why I watched it. Uh, and I'm telling you, I fucking, this is the part of the movie I started bawling my fucking eyes out. Like I was crying. I didn't know I could, you know. I cried, and the only other times I've cried, um, the the first Pokemon movie, uh, when Ash was turned to stone and Pikachu was crying. I had cried 3 times my first viewing of Avengers Endgame. Um I'm also going to say I probably cried watching uh, uh, Tick Tick Boom with uh, you know on Netflix because that one that one just gets me. That's like my drunk sad song. This is my fifth time and I did not cry as much. It was like, you know, a couple tears, you know, emotional for the moment. This one I just bawled my fucking eyes out. <clears throat> I bawled my fucking eyes out watching a kid, and you know, you know, dealing with your dad dying one time is was one thing. Uh, dealing with your dad dying a second time like that—that that would, I'm, I'm getting emotional right now. I'm like that—that that would fucking. I don't want. You know, I really don't want to do that for real. Um, so then, you know, they're the cabin. Their dad's melting. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to try to read the notes right now let's uh, take another sip <sighs> do they have to like get off a moving truck and go down a hill not let him die you know you know they're trying not to let her dad die I guess I'll talk to a snowman dad though Charlie, I think for Charlie's finally like it's it's your, it's your time to go and, like, you know, he was like, I'll always be with you, Charlie. You know, even death, make sure you keep that harmonica. And, you know, Charlie let him go, and I just fucking lost. I lost my goddamn shit at this movie. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck went on. And then his dad died, and things went back to normal. And yeah, I guess Charlie lived the fucking rest of his life. God. Damn it. Anyways, though, that's that's fucking Jack Frost. Like, I hope I explained that well. Uh, probably, you know, I'm not going to say it's the, the only movie I've ever cried at or, like, a movie I've cried at. It's probably the most I've ever cried watching a movie. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, it's not even a good movie. This is not even a good movie. That's the part I hate about this shit. It's not even a good movie. But it's just fucking dead dad. He's like, I love you, Charlie. And I'm like, oh my god! (laughs) I fucking hate this shit. So, uh, what did we learn? Because, you know, every movie has a lesson for some fucking reason. Um, Like I said, whoever fucking told me, like, you need to watch the movie Jack Frost for your next Christmas review, fuck you, next episode I know you're listening to this shit. You're getting a fucking swift punch to the face through your headphones uh, because I don't like that shit and I uh, hope you're ready. Why you
1: practice?
0: Because I'm fucking ready for you. Um, uh, another lesson, um, if your dad recently died, don't watch the movie Jack Frost. Um, if you've ever liked this movie, just eliminate it from any viewing of a movie you've ever watched. Just eliminate this movie from your mind forever for the rest of your life. Uh, I think um, the, last F, uh, the last things I will say is fuck this movie, and uh, I don't even think this movie is good. What? Uh, I don't think this movie is good at all, um, and fuck, fuck everything about this movie's existence. Uh, but Michael Keaton, I still like you, I guess. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? the vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor Drizzly is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the US and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show.
1: All
0: right. It's time for. Ask Sweezy, the part of the podcast where uh, people out there ask me questions and then I therefore answer them. So uh, some, sometimes people are like, I don't like what fucking the way you answer this. I'm like, well, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, because I can't be telling you, like, don't listen to this podcast. But also at the same time, be like some of it's some of it's OK. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay. Well anyways, we're just—I was, like just uh, you know doing the Philip DeFranco. Let's and, just jump into it. Um, my wife doesn't want sex anymore. How can I convince her to restart our sex life? My wife doesn't want sex anymore. How can I convince her to restart our sex life? Okay, you just give me okay. Um, hmm. That's a good question because like the first thing uh, everyone's gonna say, everyone who listens to this podcast is gonna say. Uh, especially those of you who are not uh, asking the question and be like, you're not married. You don't know how to answer this question properly. Uh, you're a fucking phony. And to that I say,
1: I identify as a fucking
0: threat. Anyways, but, but it's also like the same thing as like when the relationship gets stale. And you know, everyone's going to say sex is an import is not an important part of a relationship. I'm like, sex is definitely because it's, because I feel like, because, you know, there's a difference between you and your guy friends. Like, one, um, you know, like, if you're roommates with your guy friends, it's different. Like, it's hard to be roommates with someone you, are like, consider a best friend with. I'm telling you, it's it's very hard. Uh But, like, a roommate that you're, you know, like, you know. But, like, at the same time, it's like, your wife should be your best friend. And, you know, some guys are like, oh, this, she's not. And I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, fella, um, we're not talking about you, but, like, guys who are like that, but also, like, when you get annoyed just being a roommate, the sex makes up for all that shit, you know, and and so it's different. But, like, your wife, you and your wife are like, first of all, I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you a very important question, a question I bet you have not even asked her yet. Um, have you tried talking to her? Have you tried, uh, just asking her? What's going on? Uh, talking to her and being like, hey, I just want to talk to you for a second. And I just want to be like, hey, you know, we don't really have sex anymore. Um, why is that? Now, um, the question was short, so there's a lot of probabilities that could be going on. Are you not trying to initiate sex? Because if you're not trying to initiate, then maybe you should be trying to initiate sex. Because uh, then there's the question of, are you not doing a good job at initiating sex? Because sometimes, you know, you got to get uh, a little bit of in. Uh, Foreplay King Secrets. So this is the biggest Foreplay King Secret I could possibly give. But women would honestly prefer, like, some some women, you know, it just depends you know, who you are, but, like, they'd prefer head scratches over, you know, uh, getting dick down in dallas if you know what i'm saying like a woman a woman would rather just like an orgasms are not as important to women like give a woman an orgasm you should be giving a woman an orgasm but you're like i'd rather have my back scratched or my head scratched or like and stuff like that over an orgasm some women are like that some women aren't you know what i'm saying uh but it's but basically what i'm trying to say is are you doing a good job at saying like, Hey, let's have sex. Are you doing a good job initiating? You can't just be like, let's go and dry because you can't do, you can't be doing that shit. And, uh, I know you're married. You didn't mention if you have kids or not. Cause kids are a whole fucking ordeal because you're like, uh, cause it's like she has the kid and her body like still needs to snap back, you know? And it's like, it's okay. Ladies, if, you're, if your body's snapping back, you're okay. Like, I, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, I mean, it has to happen. Yep. You'd be like, I had a, I don't know if I saw a naked woman's body or like, Hmm, what's going on there? And she's like, she just had a baby. You're like that makes sense. All right, let's just wait. It's going to snap back. You know, I like, I remember I watched like Olivia Mudd. Um, I follow her on Instagram, like, you know, uh, you know, and honestly, you know, she played, she was in like X-Men Apocalypse and I thought she was great and she was great in that role. Uh, and that she, you know, started dating John Mulaney and then they had a kid together. And she was like, she like posted, she's like, you know, I don't feel very comfortable with my body right now. I haven't really snapped back from pregnancy. And now she's like posting some stuff like, you look great. You know, at Olivia Munn, if you're self conscious about your body, you should let women know. Like, because we all hate our bodies. And I just feel like we all hate our bodies and stuff like that. So if your wife hates her body, uh, let her know that you want to fuck her. You know, like, damn, bitch. Oh, look at them. <laughs> Come over here and give me a blowjob, you big-titted animal. Uh, or something like that. Let her know you want to fuck her. And so, yeah, I guess the real question is communication. And I guess at the end of it, you have to be all, you have to communicate, why are we not having sex if we used to? And it, she may have to figure out the answer to that, and it may take her a little bit because, like, because sometimes it's a self-conscious thing. Like, he's like, oh, Well, I realize, hopefully it's not, like, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Hopefully you don't have kids and shit like that. But hopefully it's just like, huh, maybe I do need to have sex with you more, you know? Maybe she's a good wife, you know? I don't know your wife. Um, If I did, she wouldn't be with you. Uh, Just letting you know. Um, I hope that, I hope that fucking helped. I can't imagine I said anything good. My girlfriend has never had an orgasm with me. How do I make it happen? Here's the backstory. I have been with my girl for a year now. She told me before that she doesn't climax and has only had one in her life. When she explained it, it sounded like she is a squirter. She gets very close when we're together, but then stops me and says it hurts. That it stops feeling good and just feels like she has to pee. I've looked at way at, at ways to make a female comfortable to let it happen in that situation. No luck. Can anyone shed some light and some possibilities that might be going on? Well, I can tell you. I'm not going to answer the question, but I can give you some advice. Um, I dated a girl who was very much, she was like, I guess she was similar to what you had, but she wanted me to stop before, you know, like, you know, the big moment happened. And she's like, stop, 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 stop. And I was like, okay, you know, because like, I'm not like that guy, you know, You know, like if a woman says stop, you got to stop. You know what I'm, just, you know what I'm fucking saying? It's called consent. I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Um, anyway, no, I did a girl like that. And she's like, I like being, I like, I don't know. She was into like the whole, like getting close, but then stopping or something like that. I'm like, you know, I hope that's the situation because it seemed like that was the situation I was in. I hope, I hope that was right. You know, you know, you can't, you know, I'm not with her anymore. So like, I can't really be answering those kind of questions. Um, so yeah, it doesn't sound like that, but the way she talked about it, she one time she was a squirter and, uh, let's be honest, everyone. We're going to be honest here. The world needs to know this. This is for the world to hear squirt is just be, I, I, I learned that from science. I, I think we talked about it on this podcast. Squirt is just pee. And it was, it's, it's funny because in here, what, like, cause it's very rare when girls squirt. I, you know, for the most part, I've not been with one. Okay. I've not been with a squirter. Uh, I've, I've gone full throttle. If you know what I'm saying, let's go full throttle. I've gone full throttle, you know, satisfied. I've done everything I can. I've never got a squirter. And at this point, I, part of me feels like it's fake. Cause some women tell me it's fake, but it's really funny because like you talk to women, it's different. It's so different. Like you can knock it a straight answer. If you ask five women about squirting and they're going to give you different types of answers. Uh, and, uh, but like science says it's P and, uh, the ones you do will probably be, like it's P. So but basically, uh, when she climax, she has to P. Um, so that's the, that's the answer. I've, so i i Uh, There's no answer to your question minus the only answer I can probably give you uh, to your question is that it's probably pee, and she probably has to pee, but, like, her orgasm involves pee. So what is your answer, my friend? Um, Well, uh, uh, well, what I can tell you probably, uh, there was this one guy on TikTok. What? What? He was like, I have a waterproof mattress cover, uh, because women squirt in my bed. I'm like, okay. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> that dude who was like, I need you need waterproof your you need to waterproof your bed. I'm like, dude, calm down. Um, anyways though, um I mean you've been dating for a year, like things are serious, but it's like also at the same time you need a You probably haven't had a good conversation about it, so you probably need to have the conversation about it. And I always always say, like, at the moment, you know, it's like, you need to have a conversation about this shit. And uh, people are like, it's not that easy. I'm like, I know it's not easy. You have to do it. I've had to have rough conversations, like, all the time. Uh, My dad died. You don't think I've had rough conversations with people? It's a rough conversation, but, like, if you love the person, you know, which sounds like you do, hopefully you love this person, uh it's easy. You know, you're just like, okay, I want to figure this out, the whole orgasm thing with you. And because, like, I love I, – I want you to do it. I want you to be having that shit. Uh, and if she's but – it, but it also sounds like if she's not, like, stingy, you know.
1: Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Like, she's
0: not stingy. Like, yeah, we'll have sex, but just, like, don't make me come. Uh, it's weird, so maybe she needs to figure some shit out, you need to figure some shit out, but like, I also at the same time be like, uh, maybe worst case scenario, get a couple towels, you know, layer a towel down on your bed, maybe do it in a bed that you don't have sex on, you know, like, do it on the couch, you know, it's like, the couch will dry, you know, and then you just throw away the couch (laughs) at some point when it gets too fucking sticky, you know what I'm saying? That, I don't think that helped anyone. Why is it trendy to quit one's nine-to-five traditional job? Uh, I've been seeing a trend, which actually, f- who, with anyone who falls under the influencer, motivational speaker, life coach, and heck, even tarot readers. Yes, I know, I know. And one thing they often push is being an entrepreneur. Why? What if, what if something like having a boss in regular job? Why pushing this thing of being our own boss? I understand its advantages, but it's it is pushed away too much, in my opinion. Okay, um, you know I you know I work as a musician and I do a podcast, so I do this podcast that generates money, um, and then other things, you know, music producer, uh, I know that I play music live too. Um, you know, and I'll talk, you know, about like the live music. I think the thing, the idea with why it's trendy to quit your nine to five job is that, um, is the idea of, uh, let's, let's just, you have to say it this way. Um, it is basically something that you, you would say to like someone like as an individual or person to person saying, do you enjoy working your 9-to-5 job? That's the question I would say, I would ask. And then it'd be asking someone, like, do you enjoy working your 9-to-5 job? And they would say, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I like my 9-to-5 job. Uh, I got. I have a good position. I like my job. It works great. And that's why you meet so many people who have 9-to-5 jobs because apparently a lot of people just have good jobs. And then you meet people who are like me when I had to work 9-to-5 jobs. And they are like, do you enjoy your 9-to-5 job? and you're like, I would kill myself in the break room so this job would stop for a couple days, you know? Like, when I work 9-to-5 jobs, I wanted to kill myself. Why is that? I don't think it's necessarily the hours of working, and, and it's definitely, you know, I don't think that's probably what you meant. we are like, why do you hate your 9-to-5 job? And he's like, people don't want to work anymore. And it's like, people don't want to work shitty-ass fucking jobs anymore, you know? Like, I used to work day jobs and, like, you know, just try to get by and everything like that. But then, you know, I was, like, working on, like, I hate my life, you know? Like, I was just, like, I'm not doing anything. All I do is, like, go to work, go home, try to work on my music, and then go to sleep. Like, that's all I do. And it it was just like, eventually it was like, I can't do this anymore. It's like, I'd rather be more, you know, you still have to figure out ways. And I would definitely tell you, like, you know, I play music. And so I figured out how to play music and I'm not making as much money as I'd like to be. Like, I would love to be making more money than I am making right now. But like the money I make is still decent enough to like, for me to like, try and live on for the most part. But like, for the most part, like people's like, you need money to live and but, like, also, if you work a nine to five job, like you don't have that money to live. It's so annoying cause you're like,, oh, I gotta work and work and work, And then sometimes you like work that nine to five job, and then you're like you're trying to go home, pay bills and stuff like that, try to have a normal life, and then you realize like, oh, I still need more money, and then you have to work another job and so and like you know, that's the whole like the nine to five job is not making enough money for anyone these days, and it's pretty fucking terrible. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I had to force—I forced myself into it, and I figured out how to f- live off of it, but it's not easy. I'm telling you, it's not fucking easy, uh, my fellow Americans. Uh, uh, I identify as a
2: fucking threat.
0: You know, and stuff like that. So when when you talk about these influ and also influencers, fuck influencers— like i don't know unless you can make money being an influencer don't do it like most of the time they're just like and realize that most influencers are living off daddy's money so don't don't worry about them uh you know like i, I you know, I'm, I'm a musician so i try to make money doing music doing podcasting and anything else in between that involves music you know and i try to focus on that shit like right there uh why would why it was important for me to quit my 9 to 5 because i fucking hated it i wanted to fucking shoot myself in the face Every time I had to go into that job and get abused by not only, like, customers doing the job, but management as well. Like, that made me want to do it. So, like, I still told myself, I want to make money doing music. And so it's definitely in the idea of Quit My 9.5 to do what? And if you say, you know, you think about the do what And you're like, I'm going to be... You know, I have a friend. She, you know, she quit her, like, 9-to-5 job. And now she's, you know, a baker. And she makes desserts and stuff like that. And she's doing great. And uh, also, if you eat all her desserts, you will become so fucking fat. I'm going to tell you. And that's a good sign for me. Because it's like the Krispy Kreme effect. Because if you... Eat Krispy Kreme, you know, I haven't approved this by her, so I'm not, I can't give her out her name, but like, Krispy Kreme's hot, you know, like, I'll eat, like, five of those, and you're like, that wasn't, that was pretty easy, because they're, like, softer, but if they're colder, they're, like, more hard, and it's like, this is an effort. Uh, but anyways, so why people are quitting their 9 to 5 jobs, because uh, their 9 to 5 jobs would make them want to kill themselves, and then they have to, and then, but it's important to think, like, why, what should I do? to be able to stay alive and you have to think like well I like playing music you know and like I went to college for music and it was like I don't need to be working a nine to five like for how much skill level I have in music you know I don't qu- claim to be a genius or whatever but like I should not like if I went to college you know and like as much knowledge that I have on music I should not have to be working uh, a fucking customer service job you know and uh, I don't know and then you should think about everything in between like do I have any skills no um, maybe you're you're gonna have to work a traditional job until you figure out a skill, and then make sure you work that skill. Sometimes you're poor, sometimes you're not. You know, uh, last start dirty game. You gotta play dirty to win it. And I'm gonna press this. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And you gotta deal with it. So, what types of clothes won't you wear? So, um, um, first of all, I like that. I like yeah. that question. Um, so. Like, it's weird because, like, I'm in a position where it's like, oh, my. I would say my biggest what I won't wear because, like, I'll wear whatever I need to for this podcast. But I also kind of put it into my style, you know, whatever I wear on this podcast. So if I'm, I'm going to put on eyeliner and I'm trying to figure out the eyeliner, the thing, the eyeliner thing, but the thing is with the eyeliner, it's like when I do anything, you know, like when I, you know, when you, when it's like work things, you know, like music and stuff like that, it's fun. It looks cool. But then like you're out in public and or someone sees you, you're like fucking day, man. Oh, whoa. fighter of the night, man. Oh, whoa. you know, you're and shit like that. But, uh, you know, like the, I'm wearing a Christmas sweater right now for those listening. Uh, and like I'm fine with this Christmas sweater because it's like my Christmas outfit, you know, I have the gold jacket. That's what I wear for like weddings when I dress up nice. Um, for the most part I just wear a normal t-shirt it's always like black I always just wear like a black type of t-shirt graphic tee and then whatever you know jeans what would I not feel comfortable wearing polos are really the big thing like when I was in high school we had polos for like uh, our jazz band and choir I I think they eventually figured out like the jazz band and choir ones are the same ones for some people and it said on my sleeve I was in jazz band and like our high choir or whatever and, you know, that was a decent hood. You know, it was a decent polo or anything. But, like, and that was, you know, everyone, and it's different, you know, because when I was wearing that polo for, like, jazz band or like a choir thing, like, everyone else was wearing that same polo. So it's, like, when, everyone, when other people are wearing it, it's not a big deal. But it's kind of a, I think what clothes you're not going to wear, it's, like, what you would not wear if it wasn't, like, a mandatory thing, which I think that's very important. And, you know, I guess when I would say that, it's like, do you think a dress code for a school is a bad thing? I was like, well, you know, if everyone's wearing it, no student's going to care. That's just how it is, you know. Uh, But then when it's like, when you wear your own shit, you know, there's other problems. But, like, I don't think it's a problem either way. Uh, Clothes I won't wear are polos. I think polos look bad on me. And, like, every time I... Because it's like, we want you to dress nice, but, like, it's just casual nice, you know. I'm like... Okay, I I don't I just don't like the idea of there's, like, you need to dress nice, but, like, be in between what you would normally wear. I just, I, I fucking hate that shit. I'm like, because that's where polos lie, and I don't look good in polos. Some guys look good in polos. Those are called normies, and for the ladies out there, those guys are probably, like, guys you would want to be your husband and have your children. I just want to say that real quick, but, like, me and Apollo, I just look so fucking dorky and shit like that because I, you know, w- the way I dress is like, okay, I do this podcast and, you know, most of the time it's just a t-shirt. Sometimes, you know, I put on the gold jacket, you know, and I feel like the gold jacket is like full throttle. Let's
2: go full throttle. Uh,
0: and then, you know, it's like, uh, you need to dress nice, but like, you know, it's not like a uh, cocktail. I'm like... So I just feel like the, the in-between is not good. You know, it's like, I'll wear a tux. Like, if someone's like, you need to run to tux and wear it. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'll look good in a tux because someone will do my measurements and shit like that. I'll wear my gold jacket. I'll look nice. But then someone's like, yeah, it's just casual. Wear whatever you want. I'm like, I could probably make something whatever I usually wear look nice. But it's like dress somewhere in between. It's just a polo for men. That's all it is. It's just a polo. And some men do not look good in polos. Specifically me. So, uh, fuck you. Do you honestly care or give a fuck about what people say about slash think about you? It's a very good question because, um, well, for the most part, like, I've basically been living my life for the past, like, uh, I would say 15 years. But, like... That's basically half my life at this point, uh, in a way where it's like, uh, yeah, you're kind of putting yourself out there for the most part. Therefore, uh, people are gonna say shit about you, think shit about you, and uh, say things that you may not like about you. That's rough, buddy. And so, therefore, you should probably, you know, have to form your life around that. And, like I've always kind of like seen myself. like, I'm an entertainer for the most part. Like I've always seen myself as an entertainer and someone who's going to entertain people. And, as, you know, I've basically just been living my life that way and kind of moving my life forward in a way forward. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, towards that. So, uh, do I give a fuck what people think about me? I mean, or slash think about me? I mean, like, oh, the answer is always going to be yes. I'm always going to, like, give a fuck about what people think about me. It's like it's... It doesn't matter who people say they are. Like, I'm so famous, and, like, I don't read comments and shit like that. And to be honest with you, yeah, they all read comments. They all read that shit. Um, And majority, you know, and you work on a field that's like, yeah, I work on, I make content that people listen to on the internet. Um, Like, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of fucking assholes talking shit about you. I cannot tell you how many people on the internet have said you look like this certain person. You know, I was told I looked like the guy who played Beetlejuice. And I was like, I look nothing like Michael Keaton. And they're like, the Broadway. And then we figured out it was the Broadway show. I'm like, okay, I see it. I'm like, that guy's pretty handsome. Uh, be- that guy is handsome. Like, let's just be honest, that guy is handsome. Uh, but yeah, like, do you care what people think about you? I mean, at, the, at this point, you know, because, I, I, you know, the way I live my life, you know, it's like I have a good chunk on the internet, like a big chunk of my life on the internet. And then my real life, you know, people in my real life don't really say a lot of fucking shit about me. Uh, you'll get those people. And and then when someone's like actually want to talk shit about me, I'm like, do tell. And, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of interested because at that point it's like, this is a real fucking person telling me real fucking problems about myself. And I'm kind of interested but then it's like just people on the internet. You're like, I don't, I don't really care what you have to say. And you're like, because like the thing is, if someone says shit about you on the internet, go to their profile. I guarantee you, it's probably an anime character. And people, you know, I love anime. I love watching anime. Anime, anime, the product is great. But if someone's making that their profile picture on a social, like a YouTube or whatever, they're gonna comment and tell you that you're a fucking asshole. And you look at them, or like, well, you know, at least I put my fucking face out there. I don't think I'm that fucking ugly like you fucking do. And shit like that. So you have to honestly understand that it's like, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there, uh, people are going to talk shit about you. But uh, if you want to do research on them, they're not that much better. It's like it's never, it's never the fucking handsome guys who are like, I fucking hate you. You fucking suck. It's always the fucking uglies who are doing that shit. Hmm. Alright, let's finish my... Oh, let's... No, we're going to drink half of it. <coughs> Alright. Let's see. Am I good? Alright. Why do incels, in quotations, take pride in the self-label? What is probably good about it? I just don't understand why would someone be proud about no one wanting to have sex with them? <laughs> what? Uh, about being involuntarily celibate. Not hating. I just don't understand why it this is even a thing. Wouldn't someone want to improve themselves so their preferred gender is more attracted to them? I like that. I like your question. Um, I like your question. I think you're you're very spot on because this is something I was very confused about. It's like if you're in a situation – because when you think about like you break it down, involuntarily, involuntarily solve it, that means you are purposely making yourself – your life in a situation where you're like, yep, I guess I, I'm I'm going to make my life a way that I can't have sex and you know it's like that. But I don't think incels think that way. I think incels think in the way they're like no one wants to have sex with me and that's why they're incels and I don't think they under really – they don't really understand the – the specific purpose of like I'm involuntarily celibate. Like that's what they are what's what I am. Uh and stuff what? like that. Uh they yeah, they just don't understand that shit. Um so think about it like that was where they don't really understand the term. They think of the uh, idea of being an incel is the idea of like being an incel means that women don't like me and I'm gonna take pride in that, you know? And then they start thinking a certain way and they start going down rabbit holes, which is not good, because uh, <clears throat> even if you're, like, going through a dry spell, you know. I've been living in Missouri, helping my mom out, and I've been going through a little bit of a drive spell. Uh, and part of it's a little voluntary, probably. You know, I probably could have, but I, I'm, i like, scared of someone. Who, you, know, you know, you're just like, no, I shouldn't. It, it, this feels wrong, you know. But So that's what I feel like that's, like, Every time I'm like, am I an incel? Because, I, you know, I'm not really having sex. And then you're like, you've been offered sex recently. You just said no. Um, I'm like, okay. So, that's I'm like, you know, that's just like makes me feel good. Uh, but these guys are just like, women don't like me. And then they believe that women should like me. And it's so bad. Uh, why someone would be okay with this label, I guess, is your question. Uh, I would guess the reason why they're okay with this label is because... Uh, they are so far in believing that they're an incel, like God just decided that they're an incel, that they needed a community, and their community is this toxic fucking race. And you know what? I want incels to be funny. I want incels to make me laugh. And then I watched an incel documentary. It was not funny. I'm telling you at right that. I've probably said that a million times on this podcast. But the incel documentary I've watched, it was not funny. That's rough, buddy. Uh, and uh, and the problem is we were like, our neckbeards incel? I'm like, I get along with the neckbeards. They're fine. As long as they take sho- As long as they take showers, I get along with all the neckbeards fine. We like all the things. we like anime, we like Pokemon, uh, we kinda like you I kinda like Yu-Gi-Oh, they like Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, I like uh, My Hero Academia, that was that's a fun show. But it's like the incels are like incels should not be associated with uh, neck beers because they're just into weird shit and uh, they're in they're into stuff incels are just they're mad at the world and stuff like that and it, it's kind of sad um, and ladies the, the question for the ladies uh, incels out there who uh, first of all I want to say if it's incels out there lower your standards uh, even though you're not attracted to her Find a woman to have sex with, even if you're not attracted Just lower your standards that far. Ladies out there, um, first of all, lower your standards. That's also a good thing. But also as a woman, you should just be have lower standards. Uh, second of all, uh, find a guy who's nice and quiet, you know, who maybe considers someone an incel. And if they have sex, they can't be incels anymore. That's what happened to the guy. Uh, what was it like? 8 chan or whatever, he was like an incel guy, and then a chick who was into disability guys had sex with him, and then he could be he could be in the group and he could be an incel So uh ladies out there who want to ruin incels lives, like I believe mo- most of the time incels have never had sex, right? That's the rule. Some maybe have, but like for the most part, if you're an incel and had sex, apparently it's a bad thing. Ladies, have sex with incels. Uh, even if you don't like it or whatever, ruin their lives. That's how you ruin their lives. Have sex with them. Then they're kicked out of their community. We're ending this right now. All right. Last question of the evening. We got we we made it. Why do people think being gay is a choice? What? We finally made it this far podcast i myself am a gay man and i sometimes am in down and downright petrified asking some of my friends who have openly admitted they believe being gay is a choice why they have why they think that is so i can personally say that if i had a choice i am 99 sure i would pick being straight parts of my life have been torture because of it i think I get thinking that the action of doing something gay, man-on-man intercourse, is a choice. But to actually be attracted in love, the same sex, couldn't be a choice for me. So I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a big believer. And I know I'm I'm okay if you're a man and you're attracted to a man. I just want to say that. Like, I'm a normal human being. Uh, But also, I also think that, like, being attracted to a man is... Is a mental illness. I just think anyone attracted to a man is still a mental illness. Women who are attracted to a man, mental illness. Men who are attracted to men, mental illness. However, though, I think having a mental illness is okay because I have one too. I have some too. I, I shouldn't say like I have one. I have some. Uh, so that you know. And so in my mind, that's how I justify uh, a man being attracted to a man. It's like look, sometimes you have a mental illness. Uh, being attracted to a man is a mental illness. It doesn't matter if you're a man attracted to a man is a mental illness, or if you're a woman attracted to a man, that's also a mental illness. I mean, anyone I'm going to date is going to have a mental illness because they're attracted to a man. And uh, I've dated a lot of bisexual women because of that, and uh, unfortunately I cannot change the facts of how life has gone for me. Uh, they've they've chosen women over me. So anyways, though, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't you see it's I don't know why and and this is something I'm like I I generally have a thought of it's like what makes your dick hard or I'm just talking about the guys cuz I guess you're being like being gay is a choice and you're talking about men on men like you know if I could choose I'd be straight because you're like yeah no one wants to date men like it's just a choice we all want to date women like every gender wants to date women I don't care what you are uh but like this this guy who's asking this question I'm like you know like this not a choice I'm telling you it's not a choice and it that's the easy way to say to men you know for the most part you know I'd be like you would never choose to be attracted to a man right and you're like yeah they're like, well, some guys just, you know, it's just happened to be who they are. I'm like, okay, okay, I guess that makes sense. As long as you don't fuck me, I'm like, I don't think they're fucking you, fucking Jerry, fucking your big ass beer gut bigger than mine. First of all, we're gonna identify that it's bigger than mine. Second of all, like that. So, uh, for the most part, yeah, no. What I would say though is, I don't think you should like gender-wise, like you're attracted to what you're attracted to. I'm like, I watched Kim Possible as a kid. Now I'm attracted to redheads. Uh, some people watch Little the Bunny. Now they're attracted to rabbits. I don't. I don't know how to make these things. Uh, men are not as bad as they are. However, they have they figured out sex pretty quickly. That's a good thing. Anyways, though, I don't know what to say here. But uh, no one chooses to be attracted to a man. Uh, it just happens. Being attracted to a man just happens. Uh, and you can't choose it. That's God's choice. That's God's plan. God gets to choose that, and uh, you have to shut the fuck up about that. Anyways, though, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Schwiezy. We made it to the end of the episode. Some of you are like, finally, goddamn. Uh, anyways, can't thank you for listening to Cancel Schwiezy, better known as the Lord's trademark Fair podcast. Thank you for checking that out. Last Christmas by me on Never Nude Records. Grandma got run over by a tour van last Christmas by shweezy out now but make sure you go check that out uh American Honey by Stonehouse a band I've been playing with in a band I recorded out now make sure you check out Stonehouse all one word uh to go check that out as well make sure you check out all my other music social media at the shweezy on tiktok facebook and instagram make sure you go check those out as well twitch.tv slash the shweezy is Prime private account go make sure you connect the two and make sure you uh, hit the subscribe button to financially support me in everything I do. Patreon page, great way to say thank you for being a friend. And all the free shit you can do. like I'm saying, if you're an audio listener, go check out our YouTube page. Make sure you hit the subscribe on the YouTube page and share your highlights with your friends. And if you're on the audio platform, 54321 star review and uh, leave a leave a review as well. Like you know, a written review. Don't be stingy, you know.
1: Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy.
0: So, uh, honk if you love butt drugs, stay awesome. just finished a full episode of cancel Sweezy. you are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world uh if you like that episode make sure you subscribe whether you're watching this show or listening to the show make sure you subscribe that way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well and if you're on youtube smash that bell button that way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on youtube uh honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah stay awesome